0: Welcome to this week's Escape from Plan A. Uh, a little late as usual, I guess that's kind of what uh, the three of us tongue pingers are are uh, <laughs> apt to do these days. It's a nice Tuesday evening. I just, I literally just walked in through the door, uh, drove back from Maryland, sat down to this pod. Very nice to be with you, Jess. Jess, how's it going?
1: It's going okay. It's, seasons have definitely turned over in and, sun, sunny Southern California.
0: Yep, and uh, and Adam, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? Okay, so uh, should we just get into it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I had I wanted to talk about I wanted to uh, well I think I guess the three of us had had said earlier that we wanted to talk about like economics the economic picture what's going on in <laughs> uh, the economy. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: you set it up as a y'all want to talk about the economy and then just left the conversation <laughs> like oh well oh that oh yeah sure. The you want economy. to talk about
0: you want to talk about space and time. That's a big topic. Yeah, yeah. Among <laughs> The young people these days, space and time.
2: That should be a simple, short topic. You know, get through yeah. get
0: through it in an hour. Right? Yeah. Natural resource. You guys want to talk about minerals? Do You guys uh, have any <laughs> oh, opinions yeah. on minerals?
1: Let's get okay. into it. Let's get about, like corn futures. Let's get <laughs> into it, man.
0: But we have talked in the past a lot about. It's funny. There's so many names for it that are these these sort of like overlapping concepts. Uh, We were big on this uh, notion of Tangping, which uh, is this sort of Chinese, uh, not equivalent, but analog, I guess, to what's now known in the U.S. as quiet quitting, uh, which is, you know, I'm I'm sure people are familiar with these terms. Um, And earlier than that, predating all that, there was a related concept called Bullshit Jobs, which was a book by the late David Graeber, which we've reviewed here and talked about a lot.
1: Rest in peace, man. Yeah, that's right. We, really. Are, we are really we, – man, we re, we really are missing him. We are oh, I would poor. love his commentary are, on the yeah. current moment. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: For sure. For sure. And for um, there was something called the Great Resignation that I think kind of morphed into Quiet Quitting. And it's this – I don't know how to describe it, but I, I think it's this concept where, like, people are realizing that they're not terribly – identified with their work, with their job, with their career, that they suffer it because they have to. And in this, ver- in this moment in time, it's not become a top priority. And so they're going to do the bare minimum to not get fired, which is the concept of quiet quitting. And that is, I think this, I, I knew in my gut that that was going to be a big issue as was work from home. And we've seen uh, a number of CEOs in finance and in tech, et cetera, come out and speak out loudly against um, quiet quitting and this uh, sort of alienation and detachment that workers are starting to feel, particularly white collar workers, I would say, are starting to feel uh, and to act upon. And now that uh, you know, we are starting to see the beginning of what I think is going to be um, a slow tsunami, like a tsunami not like a giant wall of layoffs but like i suspect i could be totally wrong and i'd like to hear your thoughts on it but one of those slow tsunamis where um we hear about layoffs all the time you know every day you open up the news another, yeah. company's, laying yeah. off, another company's laying off another company's land it's never a huge map but it's just going to add up and add up and add up and i started thinking over the weekend like this fat trimming is going to be real. And I think we're maybe entering into a totally new era where people are going to have to face the bobs, re-interview for their jobs, reassess whether they are actually needed in their job. Not everyone, of course, I think that a lot of government, particularly federal workers will be exempt from this. So there's a clue as to where to hide out if you need to. Um, but I do think that there is going to be a reckoning for a lot of people, and it's going to put a serious question, It's going to be put a serious dent in the upper middle class lifestyle in America, uh, and it's not going it, like a slow tsunami. It's just going to keep going. I don't think this is going to be a very acute, sudden, you know, crisis, and then followed by a quick recovery. Uh, your thoughts? Sorry, I didn't even pose a question. I just rambled. But uh, you guys, <laughs> what do you guys think of that? What do you guys think of that? Well, we'll pose a neurosis? question.
1: Po- pose a question to that. How it, big I mean, you're, of you're an event? You're just
0: stating a, a thesis. How big of an event do you think? Because here's the thing. We keep hearing in the news that the indicators are bad. Macroeconomic f- factors are fucked. We haven't seen anything like this since the 20s or the 70s. Uh, every indicator mm-hmm. is showing recession. And yet, and yet, we have Biden up there saying, hey, come on, man. The economy's strong as ever. The unemployment numbers are low. And to a degree, he's right. I've, I don't think, even with all the recent layoffs, that we've really hit this real, like, hard event where everyone's like, oh, shit, you know, it's coming. I still think people are sleepwalking or sleep running right into this thing whatever it is well as for the is macroeconomics
1: that, yeah. that like uh you know the what the things that are selectively edited so that the president of the united states can speak on it um yeah if you look at a very very big picture very very big picture the US is doing pretty good i'd say in comparison to its peers and by extension the rest of the planet um but that's also kind of like saying uh, dude looks healthy because he has 14 liters of blood in him right right is that the most appropriate question to ask right so gross but think about it right so like a normal human being has 11 liters of blood on on average um so this guy has comes in with 14 freaking liters of blood and they're like holy shit he must be in amazing health and like and then he just falls over and they're like oh shit we didn't (laughs) all that blood was in his feet <laughs> oh fuck
0: misallocated right? Yeah. Jess, <laughs> no, that is so gross like so the US economy Am is I burning run? basically it's, it's like weekend at Bernie's
1: there's a shit ton of money right, there's, right. we have a shit ton of, of wealthy people we have a shit ton of money in the system right is it a is it going where it needs to be right to uh, to be for the organism to be considered health in a healthy state I'd mm-hmm. say not. The numbers yes. are all looking great at a you know macro organism level, right? But if you actually drill down into it, no, this 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 thing's kind of kind of teetering on the edge here. Like that's a valve is going to burst. This is not, <laughs> this is not sustainable. Um. So and there's there's what I want and what I uh, there's there's what I want, which is you know. The white collar sector has been due for a shakeup for about mm-hmm. a generation now. I'd say about uh, twenty years is a pretty generous estimate. Um, so this is basically an entire generation of people who has n- literally no idea how to function in anything approximating uh, stress in the uh, stress in the system that they are in. Right in an in an age in an era when money isn't just being printed and uh, and growth can't just be shunted off to some point in the future um we don't know how to function
0: okay so you're pretty doomer
1: you're pretty um, doomer pretty...
0: like you're worried about this
1: uh Well, it's realism, right? I mean, there's a there's doomer in the sense that, oh, fuck, I'm stuck in it. So there's no way that right. I won't be affected. I don't have to and there's and I absolutely have to care on an individual basis. There's also caring about if I'm caring about something larger than myself, then this was this has to happen. Uh, and I'm not, I'm I'm torn between like is the pain now going to be worth it later? Uh, that's a hard question because that entirely depends on how fucked you stand to be now, and that that that's right. a that's that's going to vary from person to person. And unfortunately, people who shouldn't be stuff who shouldn't have to face the brunt of it are probably going to because this is just how things are. Um, so. But regardless of the morals or what moral morality situation or what I wish would happen, the fact of the matter is it just is. Um, there's no point being being uh, there's no point being in denial of that, and that's only going to hurt you.
0: Adam, what say you? Do you have any better? Do you have any <laughs> more rosy uh, um, outlooks here, or are you with in the doomer no. camp with Jess? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I agree uh,
2: on, on, on the broad strokes. Um, I, I think that there's going to have to be an adjustment. And just like any adjustment, there are going to be loser, winners and losers, and they're going to be people who are hurt more uh, and, and those that are hurt less. Um, my instinct is to say, just be, from my professional background, of, that um, it's always it's better for it to happen sooner than to wait um, longer and then for it to happen. Um, oh, but this uh, is so delayed. I mean, this it's is already, delayed. It's already delayed. It's already, there's oh, no, it's that's already not delayed, gonna, yeah. of course. Yeah. But I, I think holding off even longer will just, you know, maybe it'll just be marginal, marginally worse if we hold off longer,
0: but it'll still be worse, right? So, okay, here's a question, though. Why does it have to happen? Because I look around, and nothing's changed. There really doesn't seem to be a clear thing that's going on that's forcing this to happen why can't the music just keep playing i know there's inflation uh but is that it is it just the mechanics of dealing with inflation or is inflation a much bigger signal of something that's wrong and if so what but why and i why do why are we talking about this we're not economics uh, experts but i gotta say i've been listening to a lot of experts and they're not really they're not really giving me the key fundament because they're talking purely in financial terms but I want to know, like, in what real world sense, tan- more tangible sense than interest rates and inflation numbers, uh, does there have to be this economic reckoning? Because it doesn't seem like anything's particularly wrong, at least not in the United States. I know there's a war in Ukraine, but that's in Ukraine. Right.
1: OK, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the tech industry. So and I have my own take on what's going on in it. Uh, there absolutely needs to be a shakeup because all of the top dogs are freaking evil.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you want it to happen, but why does that happen? happen. But why does it have to happen? Because why can't they just continue why can't they just continue being evil? Like why can't the status quo? I mean they're going to.
1: Why can't can't the status
0: quo just continue? Because if they could let it continue, I'm sure they would. You know, but we're saying, oh no, there's gonna be this big reckoning, there's gonna be a big thing. But why? That's that's the thing I don't quite understand. We it's like I, I think a lot of people are accepting of the fact that you know there's economic cycles there's downturns or whatever but people are talking about this big thing that's coming off right over the horizon or maybe even closer than that maybe we're already over who knows but what what fundamentally is happening that's causing this
1: does that make sense? The, is that even a real the question? Crisis? So no, I mean then, yeah, then are, you, like, are you are you yeah, are you kicking uh, it back to the economists question. in that case? Like what no. what problem in the books is is triggering this this thing? No, in the That's no, exactly
0: the thing I don't care about is the books. What what okay. in the world is going on? In the in the world out there. Okay, so like, world.
1: so does like chronic mismanagement, uh, you know, monopoly, capitalism, you know, corruption is are those satisfactory answers to you? Or? Well,
0: not really, because we've been doing that for so long. So why now? You know, like what well, is it because it added up all that added up? And if it added up to something, what did it add up to? I mean, and, it added
1: up to a bunch of crises coming to a head all at once. And probably COVID will be looked upon as the uh, the little uh the little tap on the crack that triggered the avalanche here. The system got so rotted. It didn't take that much to pop this, uh, this, the cyst basically, but there were, sp- I'm just going to go sp- ahead. I'm just going to keep going with the gross medical metaphor. <laughs> they the medical so, and body. They're still making eating, money,
0: right there. It's not like the, the tech I mean, companies are less than before.
1: And that's so that's a that's a thing, right? So, yeah. like, 20 years, uh, like, if like, I just listened to all in, you know, the All In podcast. Yes. Um, many of you guys probably listen to it too. It's a very popular podcast. And today's, uh, the well, I listened to it today, but the most recent episode that they posted, episode 101, um, if you guys want to check it out. Was surprisingly introspective and and pretty self-reflective. Like these are these are guys who were at the top of their game. Like lauded as as heroes, right, of the tech industry. Like uh one one guy uh Calcanis, Jason Calcanis, he's he's basically on the map because he flipped like a $25,000 early investment to Uber, in Uber into something like $100 million. Like that's his claim to fame, honestly. Nice. Yeah, other guys are 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 you know one one guy David Sachs he's the uh, he's he's in the original PayPal Mafia I think he was the COO of of PayPal um, under like Peter with like Peter Thiel and Elon Musk and and Mm -hmm. and others right Um, so these are guys these are Gen X guys all in their early fifties who basically you know cream of the crop in the tech industry. So people would look to, so people are looking to them, and like a million people listen to this podcast because they see them as experts in their field, and want to want to get a little bit a little hit of the magic, right? And you know, what was interesting is today they were talking about, you know, let's talk, they were reflecting on all the things that isn't, you know, something about their in, innate talents uh, that brought mm-hmm. them to the top. Mm-hmm. A big thing was they were born at the at the right time. They were born. Uh, they were around like twenty for the dot com crash. So agile enough to catch the uh, the ta- the uh, the tailwind coming off of that crisis to make to make a uh, money right around right around then. Um, and they were they were. Fairly established in their field, so like in their early 30s, etc. Uh, when the gold rush after the twi- after the Great Financial Crisis happened, so you know Chamath is pretty honest by saying we're underestimating the importance of zero percent interest rates on all of our success stories here. Like mm-hmm. in an era where that is no longer the case, we don't have we don't have much of a uh, roadmap into the future. Because everything we know about this industry depends on the money printer, depends on just endless influxes of easy cash being thrown around, uh, being able so, to
2: bet on a lot of stuff and then yeah, making it big. Basically, there is no, they can there is no industry as, much money as they wanted, right?
1: Yeah, they can throw their money on the latest fad. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be fad chasers, and nothing really bad. And they are market makers. I always, uh, I always. Um, and didn't like that their ten- their tendency to both present themselves as experts but also hide their own influence on this and their own uh mm. their own uh influence on the industry that that uh, that they are that they are absolutely embedded in and critical to uh they are market they're not just responding to the market in some sense they are also market makers so if they if they start hyping some shit or whatever that that catches that you know that has some More money that- chases it right yeah, it has an effect. And uh, now here they are kind of saying, you know, like well we actually a lot of it was luck. The luck of the draw, like our personal luck, like being born at the right time in the right place in the right country, um making a couple of lucky bets, like the 25,000 to 100 million. That's a that's tell me what that's the hell luck. that is if not luck, right? <laughs> that's that's luck. just pure luck. And this guy made an entire career off of that. Like he wrote an entire book on angel investing, basically off of a winning lottery ticket. Like, that. <laughs> and there, so for ten years, these people were considered to be the experts in their field. And now it's a, it's a bit of a reckoning. Like, guys, we don't actually know what the fuck. So I don't know um, why did it have to happen now. I don't know critical mismanagement. Why did uh, critical mismanagement always comes to a head at some point? It's never like a huge crisis that brings it down like right? why did lehman brothers fail at just that time teen you might know the answer to that better than i do like why why at that moment in time did they fall over
0: uh because the bubble was just too big at that point and uh yeah
1: you know, but you're it, asking the same question like why did it have to happen right now right why did lehman choose that day in 2007 to yeah. pop
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I mean that—that that is the question of why exactly at that time did the real
0: estate bubble pop? Right. I mean, it could but have I happened. I feel like this point. is, but I feel like this is bigger than a tech downturn. Like this is this well, is yeah. tech is just one of the sector, maybe the leading sector that's that's going to get. I, wasn't, I didn't
1: mean to imply that this is the end all be all. Just this is speaking from what I know, mm-hmm. um, and just seeing the rot that exists inside this industry that that commands like what is it like twenty percent of the nation's GDP? Like we're oh, talking people geez. at the helm of an industry that is, big. That, I didn't know that, it was is that big twenty percent of the nation's GDP, basically saying mm-hmm. fuck it, guys, we don't know what the fuck to do if interest interest rates aren't zero. And I've heard this from other sources too, like the the commercial real estate industry. Um, similar story. Um, if interest, they don't know how to function as a business, as an industry, if interest rates aren't functionally negative for them.
0: Paluo posted a tweet in the discord by Chris Backe that Google, I guess in the latest earnings report, I, I gathered, which was today, I don't know. Google missed on three out of four key metrics. Revenue of 60, revenue was a billion short. YouTube ad revenue was a minus two versus plus three. Expected net income was thirteen point nine versus eighteen point nine billion a year ago. But however, Google product managers shipped forty three thousand nine hundred twenty eight <laughs> day in the life of TikTok videos versus seventeen thousand two hundred thirty expected.
1: I one hundred percent believe that. Okay, let's. That's a let's perfect take a, tweet. Well,
0: that's a perfect tweet because it's, it's a. That's, that's, a, that's exactly a what it banger. is, right? Yeah, PMs are busy tongue peeing on TikTok. You know, okay, like the video that's one.
1: Look at those numbers, right? Well, like I want to talk about those PM TikTokers a little bit later too. Um, part of it is like, is there a crisis, right? Um, we know that something's coming, but we're not sure how big. Okay, let's 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 chew on that for a little bit. A lot of these downturns, right, these like Google missing out metas in the meta is in the news for being just a ridiculous shit show. Uh, Snapchat fell 30 uh, percent recently. Shit like that. Right. That all sounds bad. But then let's take a step back. Thirteen point nine billion dollars in net income is a shit ton of money. Right. So part of this is a a downturn in not just raw like raw numbers, but in expectations.
2: Well, I was gonna say sometimes the market or sometimes people the 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 fortunes of companies turn on relative bad performance. Not actual bad performance, but so I'm saying this is an economy,
1: an economic engine that's spoiled in a sense. Right. An economic an economy um, where people are expecting these like home run uh, hits, just out of the stadium hits each and every freaking year. Like, calm the fuck down. For like, let's 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 get real about this. Let's just calm the fuck down, right? Google's not going anywhere, as much as I'd like it to. Meta isn't going anywhere. Snapchat had a downturn despite posting like growth.
2: Isn't Snapchat's always one of those companies that's like dying every month? I feel like Snapchat, but it's is it's like dying every year.
1: No, like, the numbers for Snapchat are like yeah. unbelievable. I think oh, everyone's no. yeah.
0: everyone's saying that this is the year they they they, they finally die, they are never going die. under.
1: Yeah, and like they've been saying that. It's like okay, for sure, like I'll believe you. When, I'll, I'll believe you when it happens. <laughs> but like, unless you're claiming massive fraud, like there's more people using it than at its you know at its peak. Right. right, people are they're they're converting better than they're converting but ad revenue better than some of these other companies. I think, including Facebook. Don't quote me on that, but it's still down thirty percent, and everyone's talking about it like you know, like a, it's a eulogy uh, for Snapchat, a disrespectful eulogy. Um, part of it is we're misled by what we call our journalistic class that's largely in step with uh, with with the interests of like economic managers. Right? I, so, like Google had think, a down down quarter. So,
0: I think there's something deeper going on, though, um, which is that when Google starts to, re, you know, starts to sort of curve back down, you know, it, it shows that Google may have peaked. It, it's a possibility that Google's kind of peaked. It's kind of, it is what it is. It's now IBM. Today's IBM right? It's not gonna go anywhere past this point. It's gonna be a big behemoth for a while, yes, but it's golden era is behind it. The great heights of Google are behind it.
1: Good. I think that
0: yeah, I think the disappointment in that is that it's not that great. like Google is cool, but it never really got to be more than the original search engine it was. I mean, yes, a lot more bells and whistles. And a lot more value-added, you know, eavesdropping on the back end that corporations were willing to pay uh, uh, huge fortunes uh, to access. But in terms of delivering the future, like Didn't in terms really of delivering, that, yeah. you know, really world-changing stuff, that's probably in its past and not in its future anymore. Is I I, I think that a lot of it, at some level, has to do with the realization that the future is Was like,
1: software ever going to get us there well, I, I, <laughs> oh
0: they really
2: tried to sell us on it though i
1: mean okay like are, are we really that invested in in google being the forever monopoly yes i think we were because here? the we valuations
0: <laughs> well the number of millionaires and billionaires suggest that yes we were that invested
1: okay you know? well you know mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is the country we live in, right like we are not Japan where a handful of companies maintain basically state sanctioned state sponsored monopolies for like three hundred years. What did we want? What are we expecting out of the system? honestly if you
0: zoom out, this is what I was thinking over the weekend right um and this is what i'm- try- I'm trying to figure out or trying to understand like what is wrong. Clearly, something is wrong. What is it? Because the world just seems like it always used to seem. It's, it's no different than it was ten years ago, or fifteen years ago. It's but yet now we're we're just like in talking about these, you know, um, talking about this like we're about to go over the, you know, like a like a like a, like, a, like the Niagara Falls, you know, like what happened and the the way I, I guess I'm trying to think about this is a little bit more. I guess I I guess I got a little philosophical about it. To be honest, I don't know if this is going to make any sense. But if you look back at what we thought the future was going to be, okay, like take Back to the Future. I know this has probably been said to death, but like he goes back thirty-five years from nineteen eighty-five to nineteen fifty or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and the world was like totally different. It's like he walked truly through a time portal. People were like, "What, dude, future guy? What are you?" He lived in a world that was totally unintelligible to people in 1950. Back to the Future 2, he goes forward the same amount of time. I forgot, 35 years. I guess that's 2015. And it's like, you know, it's the same effect, except in the other way. Mm -hmm. And now it's flying cars and all this shit. Hoverboards. Hoverboards and Mr. Fusions attached to your car. Literally powering your flying car using trash. And... It, that didn't happen. And if you if you look at the world of 1985, I, I I don't think we've we're really that far past life in 1985. You know, yes, I think with the internet and stuff that there are huge changes there. But overall, I feel like the physical reality of what happened between 1985 and now just isn't that huge. You know, or if you look at 2001, that movie what they thought i guess that i think that movie was made in 1968 you know what they oh, yeah. thought yeah something like 2001 that. would be like which was just 33 some years into the future you know colonize the moon uh commercial pan am's regular commercial pan am space flights to you know right. spaceport you know all this stuff not gonna general never artificial
2: not... intelligence right
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, Siri is uh, nothing compared to Hal, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's like the we've been investing in that future for decades, right? We've been investing in the expectation of the that sort of spectacular future to 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 arise, and uh, I think fairly recently we've lost hope that our capitalist system would be able to deliver that. Um, just because of, you know, just the sheer amount of vaporware and disappointments. And remember self-driving cars were right around the corner. And now we've basically capitulated on that idea. And I think even Elon Musk has capitulated and said, look, this isn't actually going to be a realistic thing. And, it's like we're. I, I feel like one of the problems is that the engine of the system is broken, which is that people have lost faith that that these investments are ever going to pay off. And it sounds like because of that, it's almost like the bill has come due, and now we're in that future. We've got to take account of it and be like, okay, this is how much we invested over the course of this many decades, and this is the result, and it's a piss poor return. In, ter- in material terms, right? I'm sure people made a shitload of money off stock speculation and stuff. But for the most part, it sounds like a lot of that, especially in the past 20 years, maybe 30 years, a lot of that investment just went straight into real estate and stock speculation. And yeah. very yeah. few of it, very little of it went into building you know, the actual physical future. And we're stuck in a present reality that is... I think maybe that's the problem is like, yeah, you walk out and nothing has changed. And it should have because we've been investing like crazy, like untold billions or trillions and look look around you. I mean, well, you it
1: worked. St- I mean, you see the chart of how wealthy the 1% is now compared to 30, 40, 60 years ago. So it worked. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. It lined their pockets. But that's not what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to make everyone rich. Yeah, I know. Right? So it's kind of
0: I think. So that's you're the so other saying part. like think the people, check
1: just came due, like there, like the the, uh, uh, the the flimsy promises. Just it, it's just there's nothing left to sustain it anymore. I'm still yeah, not, I'm, I'm still sp- not really like grasping the heart of what you're what you're getting at here.
0: Well, in a way, the cap like the we've always had an, a, a ton of wealth inequality in the U.S. right, and it's gotten worse, and. I think the reason by, by and large, we don't do anything about it is because the story is that that wealth gets concentrated into the hands of capitalists because they're the ones who have the talent and vision and and organizational skill, et cetera, to use that wealth to bring about the future. Mm -hmm. There's like a futurist aspect to capitalism that demands innovation and in progress and we accept a very un, you know unequal you know distribution of social wealth where you know 1% of people control 50% of the wealth or whatever it is it's insane it's like close to that yeah something like that right mm-hmm. it doesn't matter it's obscene yeah it's obscene but the reason it's okay that Elon Musk musk is worth 100 million of you know 100 million Americans at the bottom or whatever the number is is because he's out building spaceships. He's out building self-driving cars. He's delivering the future that we all want. So yes, yes, it's it's unfair that he has untold billions, but he's doing stuff with it. You see, that's why, that's what capitalism is. And if that... Yeah,
1: okay, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And if that continues,
0: Um, if we see progress, we're okay. But I think lately, have you noticed that there's been more and more like sort of propagandic, almost science fiction, almost ridiculous ideas of the future that you can barely understand because I think that they're, they're desperately trying to maintain this illusion that they're getting us somewhere, but they're not because the world, if you step outside your door, honestly, it's not really all that different than 1985. Let's face it. It's not. And having an iPhone in your pocket is really, you know, if it was 1985 and someone told you in 2022, the world will be more or less like this. But you have Except a smaller that phone and you can carry You'll have a, a you'll have this thing called an iPhone that gets right. you access to all the information in the world. Yeah. That does sound cool, but you're like, "Well, what else? What about yeah. Can I go to Mars? You know, can I Right. You know, can I do do I not have to work a job anymore? You know, like do I fly my kids to school?" And that's all I think people are realizing that that's just never going to happen. And so now the big issue, the big thing is that there's the check came due i think in the form of a collective loss of faith in the system and i think that's what Ping is about at its heart is a loss of faith in the mission in the capitalist mission and i think we're starting to see a lot of social unrest because people are like why are these people so rich they're not doing anything you know yeah that's
1: that's fair uh that's the entire project of deregulation right uh privatization and deregulation, right? It's the the thesis is, if you turn over control of these very essential services, um, that uh, that usually nation states used to have uh, control over, um, for example, telecommunications, transportation, stuff like that, right? Essential things for basic basic uh you know human activity in a in a post-industrial industrial industrial and post-industrial society
0: The thesis is you
1: justify yeah all of that electricity um you justify the privatization by saying okay you turn it turn over control to the market right competition that's inherent to the to the functioning of a healthy market is going to be the thing that puts a cap uh, that puts a that puts a cap on um uh, like competition is going to be a thing that, that makes uh, improves everything for the consumer basically. Right. Um, what am I trying to say here? Okay. Taking, taking one step back. Like you can have, you have these things, somebody has to control them. Usually either the state controls them or private entities. It's really only one of those two. A lot of this stuff in the 20th century was handed over from from government to the private sector, the thesis being that the private sector is the one is the entity. The I don't know what you. It's not really an entity. The private sector is the uh, is the the system of the the social system that can guarantee the greatest returns for the people. Ultimately, it all re- relies on the benefit of quote the people, right? Either citizens, if you're talking about a country, or consumers, if you're talking about a private market. It always has to come down to who, if, if this uh, if this person um, benefits from this deal. What we're seeing what we're seeing is that they they got the pri- the privatization, we did not get the return. And I think there's a real I, sense I of right. la- la- yes, lack yeah, of ownership absolutely. to this. Um, like I've mentioned this on the pod a couple of times, so apologies if you've heard this before. But um, there's a there's a documentary on Netflix that I think is really interesting. It's a uh, Challenger. Right, it's a it's, yeah. a, it's a, uh, I think no, a seven I part yeah. Uh, yeah seven part series about the 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 Challenger disaster right
2: yeah 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 I watched it um,
1: it's very good um, yeah it's, it's good. they go into all the the astronauts so like I, I mm-hmm. teared up it's 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 it's, uh, it's good stuff and this is this is slightly before my time I wasn't I I yeah, I learned about the Challenger long after it happened right um, but the thing that was interesting is they cap they capture a real sense of like public pride and ownership. In the space endeavor, right, uh, like people lining up outside outside you know the test flight the test flight zones like like lining up like like hundreds deep to uh, to to see the Challenger go up I mean, the space shuttles. People were invested in this, and they're invested in this because this was a publicly this is public money being right, deployed for a public yep. good right we the people owned this enterprise here we are building this insane technology that's literally sending people into space and usually bringing them back alive <laughs> right? yeah, it actually it's, has a
0: pretty good track record but yeah <laughs> yeah. There, this just <laughs> most that reminds me have you watched um you might enjoy it. you've probably maybe you've probably seen it called um for all mankind it's a very... Yeah, oh my God, it's a good show. Yeah. Oh, no, An the, Apple the, the original documentary film, the one about um, the moon landing. Oh, yeah, I've seen that too. The the one thing that stuck out to me in that was like they brought like a little Walkman-style tape recorder with them to play music. Yeah. And uh, this one, I forgot which one, but one of the astronauts was like, oh, yeah, I'm really into country. And he played, and I think Merle Haggard had like... There was a Merle Haggard song. And when he played it, it started out with like, okay, this is for you, uh, astronauts, wishing you a safe journey. You know all this stuff, and hmm. they had got, NASA had gotten out and reached out to these astronauts' favorite recording artists, and they had recorded a special tribute song Dang. just for that tape for that's them to pretty, bring with them. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, right? <laughs> that shows you the cool. sort of like Elon that was in the air. Uh, also, the caring. You know, that they knew
2: these astronauts. This is is what it means to have a
1: collect to be a collective owner of a thing. Right. There is no way I'm getting this hyped up about some Blue Horizon or even SpaceX launch. I just can't. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the in fact, it's it's publicly owned uh, knowledge, publicly funded and generated knowledge being transferred into private entities. This is this is in no way a thing that I feel any kind of ownership stake in. Like this is this is a bit of a robbery.
0: It and it's it goes right. down to the failure of the promise of trickle down, which was, you're we're going to have spectacular investments, uh, at the top. We're going to have spectacular returns at the top because the ultimate end goal is for all that to trickle down into a vastly improved life. Uh, the quality of life uh, for regular people. And if you track that since Reagan, uh, this is all obvious. Everyone knows this. Yeah. It did, the needle didn't move at all. In fact, I think it went backwards. It mm-hmm. definitely went backwards. right? And so, you know, it's not just uh, the failure of us to go to the moon and or, or to colonize the solar system or whatever and to have flying cars, but it's also like... You know, the housing sucks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, education's too expensive and un- 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 inaccessible. You know, all this, right. you know, all, even all with, of this stuff. Even with, uh, you know, interest rates being so low, the mor- mortgages are
2: as available as as they've ever been. Still, most people cannot afford to own a house. Right.
0: Yeah. So it's and like,
2: even with 0% interest rates,
0: you can't own a house. So, like, what the hell good is this? Yeah. And I, like, and, and, I'm, so, and I feel like the the repeated crises in, in the private uh, financial markets um, in a way showed the limitations of the private market to meet these needs. And the response really was to say, OK, then we'll make it even cheaper to invest. We'll just drop right. the cost of capital even lower right. and we'll artificially inflate the availability of capital through money printing. And we've, we've done that at warp speed ever since like 2009 or so. And then it went to like, it went plaid in 2020. (laughs) Yeah. And that I think is the problem is that, and this is nothing, this is no revelation. I think a lot of people are saying this, but I'm coming around to believing it, which is that the state effectively has no, we have effectively have no state, Beyond one which just says, okay, I'll just make, because I control the form of capital, which is U.S. dollars, um, I'll just make it easier and easier. until like, I'll basically just lower the bar. I'll just keep lowering it and lowering it so that the private sector can ultimately fulfill on its promise. And I wonder at this point, do people even know that there is a promise? That there is a – just maybe this, this is what you're – uh, what you were um, saying, uh, which I'm maybe under picking up now, is like there ultimately is some kind of social contract there with the private market, with the private sector, with corporations that they would have the lion's share of social wealth in the form of invested capital, but that they would have to give us give us a return on it, not just their shareholders. And they said, and, but the reality is that they only cared about shareholders. They didn't care about, they didn't even recognize that there was a social contract. And then they just got into this strange loop, like a dog chasing its own tail of doing stock buybacks and doing whatever it took to jack the price of the shares up while not really doing shit for the rest of society. Because look at us, our life is no Uh, better than it was with or without. And they didn't even code. do
2: much for the people that work for their companies, except for the very small number of people at the top.
0: Yeah, you could right? be making half a million dollars a year in Silicon Valley and still have to live in a you know share a yeah. uh, share of three bedroom apartment with a bunch of other coders because right, because <laughs> you can't afford to buy a house. Right. You know. So who cares what you? Yeah, make. there's
1: a number of social contracts being broken right now, uh, and I think you know. Uh, and the people who uh, bleat about, you know, the sanctity of the contract or law and <laughs> order here. I mean, this is, this is a sign. People are recognizing that social contracts, there are consequences of breaking this. Ultimately, no, a law does not survive the will of the people, right? This is entirely what this anxiety is about here. People know that the contract has been broken. A bunch of them have been. The, 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 the social contract between the private sector and its customers, its consumers, right? Uh, saying we, re- we we exactly what you said teen we're supposed to get a, a share of that and we're okay i as a person would be okay with that you give me amazing shit with amazing quality at an amazing price i sure have all uh, you deserve the wealth you you have earned i've seen no problem with that um, honestly it, that's a that's a system that works uh, we have a failure of the social contract between us as citizens and the government that we, we grant the monopoly on violence to, <laughs> the monopoly on taxation, right? We have granted them the legitimacy to collect taxes. They have the final say on the use of violence in our society. And we tell, we're telling them, okay, you use that power to keep these private entities in check. Right. Make sure that the food that we eat is what's on the package is 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 what's uh, what's in the food is what is represented on the package. Uh, If if some shit goes down, people are held responsible. Right. You you foster competition to prevent monopolization. And you have failed on all three counts here in various and sundry ways in basically every industry I can think of in America. Now yeah, the government largely the... retains its monopoly uh, on power to prevent competition, to prevent the citizens from seeking, from getting redress against either their abuses or the abuses of the private sector.
0: Yeah. And right. do you think, I, okay, so the next, the question I think is, that I have is, is there going to be a reset in this social, or a reassertion of this social contract Because this is maybe that's the thing that I kind of ultimately worry about. Because when I do Uh, think about – like to be honest, when I think about the nature of my own job and what I get paid versus what I think the value add or the value creation that I have is, they're not – it's never been apparent to me why, for example, corporate lawyers get paid what they get paid. Mm -hmm. I just don't get how it is that some people make – work their asses off and make $40,000 and they're doing real tangible stuff. And then corporate lawyers who I know plenty of are making over $400,000 a year. And as far as I know, their work product is a bunch of phone calls and shit and meetings. And I don't get it. I know that there's this abstract notion that ultimately they're making their, their, You know they're 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 helping in major decision making. That's a very high value or whatever. But I you know over time I've ceased to believe it, and I'm starting to understand that there is uh, a parasitic relationship that a lot that large swaths of the white class bureaucracy that surrounds corporations are essentially uh, self serving, and are there to. to leech off of cash flows Mm -hmm. that are brought in by by companies that are actually not in a competitive market, but as just said, are in uh, an oligopoly or monopoly market. And they charge what they charge. They don't give a shit. And so that's how I am starting to see a lot of this. And I think that there will be ultimately a reckoning for this. It can't continue forever. Eventually the parasite kills the host. Right. And I think that's what's happening with this time. That's the what worries me is that um there is a huge swath of the successful in America who are actually part of the problem. They're actually part a parasite that's been that 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 has clamped itself onto the economy and it life was very good for a while because they got out of it a lot more than they put in. And they, they congratulated themselves on this supposed leverage because they were so, they, they patted right. themselves on the right. back for being knowledge workers, for adding value through the, through, by levering their knowledge and experience and expertise. They told themselves all sorts of fantasies, uh, fairy tales, but ultimately reality reasserts itself. And I think ultimately the parasite kills the host. And I think that well, might yeah. be what's going on.
1: Now we can talk about the TikTok product managers.
0: Uh, there we go.
2: <laughs> there we these go. these are the people these the I wanted to take on. These that. are the people that you. These are the people who are the ones that work at like the tech companies, but are on TikTok. Yeah, they do. Like TikToks. saying that life in the day in the life of a Google project manager or something. You there? Yeah.
1: Okay. So
0: you you dropped off a little bit. You oh, said day sorry. in the life yeah, yeah. of TikToks. These and then, are
2: the you know, these are the people that like do the TikToks and say you know this is the day in the life of like a yes. Facebook, yeah. uh, project manager or whatever. And
1: it'll be like I wake, I I walk through the doors of the marble lobby. I get a latte from the in house barista. I go to <laughs> yoga. <laughs> And then I, of course I have to get a snack (laughs) and then I do a little work and then I eat my gourmet three course lunch and hang out with my friends. Uh, and then, and then leaves before dark. Right. And that's the day, that's the day in the life. Um, you know, I I have two takes on this. One is you you got in at the wrong time. Like th- this is just the <laughs> this is the wrong time for this content. Um, second, you know, I think part of what uh, what pisses people off about about these people is that there's no pretense that they're even adding value to the company. So like you're saying teen like uh, a lot of people are anxious about you know pr- uh, about justifying their position right saying like oh I actually I I absolutely deserve my salary. I deserve more in fact because of all of the specialized knowledge that I do pressing send on 15 emails a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that, right? It's it's content creators like this that are actually kind of saying no fuck that shit. I'm the one leeching the hell out, out of this corporate cafeteria thing I got going on here. I go to my fancy gym, I eat My organic snacks. I drink my latte, and then I basically go home. Right. I mean, there's a real, there's a real, uh, there's a real um, um, uh, barrier here, right? Not an artificial constraint here. They can't actually show their actual work. So you know, they absolutely not. I I'm not thi- yeah. I don't think that they're just sneaking in to grab all the snacks and then bouncing right I'm sure that they're actually doing some kind of work but the the shape of it, the shape of their content is basically bragging that they get all of these benefits in exchange for relatively little in fact this is how they piss off a lot of uh, a lot of people inside the industry because uh, a lot of them w- they'll get pushed back and they'll do some defensive tiktok and they'll say like well you know I managed to do this without going without studying computer science. I didn't have to be a nerd. I actually got to study something that's that's actually meaningful, unlike you know, engineering or some shit. And I still landed my six figure job in a in a in a fan company at 23. So fuck you. Yeah, that kind of pisses me off. I mean, that's it's that's basically what they're saying. Like, yeah, I'm le- I'm hacking the shit out of this. I am deriving all the value I can and giving as little as I as I need as a, I'm giving the bare minimum that I need to to retain these perks. Basically, you all are all the suckers. We're spending four years studying computer science and blah, 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 to get to get to the same basically the same place that I'm at.
0: I think it's actually worse than that. I think that they actually believe that they're not flexing, that they're not saying any of this shit that they they are because that's in reality what they're doing. But I think that they are Kool-Aid drinkers. And from their perspective, I think that they're subscribing to that. um, William, is it a William Gibson quote about how the future is already here, but it's just not evenly distributed that Hmm. they're telling you like, this is what's coming for you too. You're going to be like this. You know, like I got here first because I'm better and I'm younger and whatever. But you know, ultimately our goal is to spread this. I don't know. Corporate cafeteria lifestyle, whatever the fuck that's called uh, around the world. Google's mission is to make everyone live like a Google employee. They believe that they live in the future and that they're just distributing it. And, um, so they really buy into this notion that Google is delivering on some kind of social contract, which it is not, but they believe it, and so I think that there's that's why um, it reminds me of that. Uh, it reminds me of that scene and Have you seen The Big Short where they go down to Florida and they're talking to two? Uh, oh yeah, the mortgage, mortgage broker guys, yeah. and they're <laughs> and they're just talking about how they cheat so much. Yeah, and yeah. and the and the um. What's his name? The 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 main guy. He goes like, "Why are they admitting this?" Steve Carell. Yeah, he's like, yeah, "Why are they yeah, admitting yeah, yeah.
2: this?" To, to he goes to one of his um associates. He's like, "Why are they telling us this?"
0: Yeah, and his associate is like, "They're not. They're bragging."
2: Yeah, yeah. He, like they're, not they're telling not, on themselves. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're telling on themselves, but they don't realize it. Right, they don't exactly. realize that what they're doing is so fu- is completely ridiculous because or, they've bought yeah. the Kool Aid that this is just how the world is. They're helping people get into homes. You know. Yeah, they're doing good things. Yeah. And I think a lot of these people are true believers in the grift where they think that Google or their lifestyle is a, is a signal of the value that they're creating.
1: Well, I mean, that's going to be a hell of a
0: wake up call. Well, Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, a lot of them end up pivoting into a well, uh, pay me money and I will. I'll tell you how you can also hack the system. Well, yeah. So that's a very immediate, a personal grift involved too. Yeah, I was going to say I
2: read I read one of the articles talking about this, and some of them I think it's even more mundane. They don't they don't have any high minded idea about this. They're like we're 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 helping people um, see what the reality of these jobs are like they're, they're doing like a public service to like college students. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's yeah, a little bit more is, mundane than like that. You know. No, it is. I yeah, agree. But I think that deep down,
1: no, you yeah, but yeah. I
0: think that deep down they are bought into this idea. Oh yeah. That's what I'm sure. saying. Like, sure. I think that, I think that, yeah, there, there is the intentional stuff. This is what I'm making this video for this is what, But I think it's all premised, I think on some very deeply held and subconscious beliefs by These the professional classes as it stands now, that they're not bullshit jobs, that they're not parasitically, you know, leeching Mm -hmm. off of these mega tech fortunes or financial fortunes that are that are uh, that are being amassed, um, and 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 really giving back nothing in return. Because one, and you saw this with that book, um, bullshit jobs, that people don't quite believe that that's possible they can't believe that in a that in a free market economy that there can even be such a thing as leeching because if someone was a leacher then they would be costing their money their company money and then the competitor would have an advantage and then take over the company and therefore that company would cut its, you know, trim its workforce. Only I remember to those that, that are, part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, right. he basically refuted that and said, what competitors? What are you talking about? Yeah. What, what, what competition? competition? What are you talking <laughs> about? <What> competition? <laughs> like, like, competition.
1: All that makes sense if we and, were in a free market economy.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but we're not. <laughs> so, like." Yeah. Okay, a vicious, yeah, a, a vicious retort from uh, uh, Sir Graber.
1: I, like, let's let's try this free market thing out and then see what what happens. Let's try that uh, yeah. first, then. Um, yeah. yeah, I I mean it's it's a it's and the wrong time, the wrong place, wrong time thing is. Uh, uh, I mean they're they're genuinely they have a firm belief in the uh, permanence of these institutions, these these powerful companies. Uh, for someone who's twenty three, that might that's that's actually not. Uh, I can see how a twenty three year old thinks that you know, a, like Google is just Google. How old? Uh, I think like it was founded in nineteen ninety seven. Is it I 97? could be wrong. Really? Yeah, like slightly. Yeah, it, it didn't take off until it didn't take off until after the well, dot com like crash. But there is another story there, right? Like, yeah. like these things always they they come in cycles here.
2: That's true, but I mean, for um, a twenty three year old, Facebook has literally always existed,
1: right? A twenty three year old is born like what two years before 9-11, right? Um, yeah, so like so to them, it's it, yeah concurrent it makes sense. concurrent with the rise of Google. Honestly, for their entire right. like life, um, Google was this canonical towering uh, edifice, right? Um, and so they're 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 making this content and and securing a feeling that they've made it. It is a perm. It, they, they've entered the hallowed halls and this is just here to stay now. Right. Um, Google isn't going to go anywhere. And by extension, to a somewhat lesser degree, but still s- safe enough to make content like that, their position is not going anywhere. I think they're going to be in for a very rude awakening very qu- soon. Their only uh, their only blessing is that they are young enough to be able to adapt to a new environment, just like uh, just like, uh, you know, I had to. I graduated right into mm-hmm. the great financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Thanks, mom and dad, for your sensible family planning. <laughs> you waited until it was a great time to have kids. And this is what you did to me. You should have just had kids early. I could have cashed in on the pay pa- on the PayPal boom. That's what my sister- you could have been, uh, been on that Alan.
0: That's why my sister's just, just, so much rich. She's so much richer than me because, right. because of timing. Yeah. Just, just 10 she got years out of earlier, school, man. Every time she got out of school, like, you know, property was cheap. Yeah. You know, yep. they were begging for people to buy stuff. When I came yep. out. You know, High as hell. Close up. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Man, my well, parents, so- they waited until they were done with their PhDs, until they got their secure job and bought their first house. Sensible. Oh, fuck you <laughs> like, uh, just uh.
2: well i mean here's here's what here's here's what i've been thinking and i don't know if this is this makes a lot of sense or not but i think what's gonna what's what's gonna happen is that or what seems to be happening is that there's a slight da- there's going to be a, a not just a slight downturn but there's going to be a downturn and there's going to be a recession and And like we were talking about before how, you know, relatively speaking, you know, Snapchat's down 30 percent. You know, Google's missed its target, but it's still making, you know, almost 14 billion dollars a quarter. Right. So what I what what I fear is that some of these companies that know that they're going to be around, but they want to sort of bolster themselves for a downturn that maybe lasts a few years, they're going to start trimming the fat. And they're still going to be around, right? Google will still be around. Meta will still be around uh, unless he actually spends all his money on the metaverse. Um, You know, face uh, these things will still be around, but these jobs will not be. And then the,
1: why are you worried about that? I mean, that's absolutely not, I'm not worried
2: about it in, in like the broader sense, but in the immediate human sense, you know, there, there's going to be tens of hundreds of thousands of people without a job. And that, that, that'll be tough for people to, to absorb. Um, so, I, I, and I don't think it'll just sort of be something that like, you know, I, I, you know, the governments are going to have to absorb it. Like, I, I don't you know because people don't
0: have enough money to sort of like, but, but, but here's the thing, that. but here's the thing. I mean, look, fat gets trimmed all the time. These people are going to be fine one way or another. Okay. Maybe they take a hit in their living standards or whatever, but I'm not particularly worried about them uh, given, I mean, if I look at my concern in terms of like the rest of society outside of myself, like they're the least of my concern. Well, um, right? Yeah, I'm not concerned about the PM but, at Google. Though. But here's, I think, here's the deeper thing: is okay. If you look, let, take Meta, you mentioned Meta, right? Yeah. W- what is he doing? What he's doing is he's got. He realizes that Facebook is an ongoing concern. He can he can print money. Google, I mean, Facebook is a is a money printing thing. Instagram is printing money, right? He can make profit, but he doesn't need so many people and he doesn't need that stock price and he doesn't need the level of spend that he's doing. He doesn't need to hire so many AI people and VR people and all this shit. And Google, same thing. They don't need to hire. They don't have to have so many people in such a huge campus and such a big footprint. But they're used to it and they like it. And the reason they're doing it is because they've got the markets and investors and people at large convinced that they are on the verge of a breakthrough into the future. They're futurists. And that's what Zuckerberg's trying to do. He's trying to tell us the future is going to be in the metaverse. He's trying to force that. They have to bring a vision of the future to the market to justify their footprint because their footprint, the amount of wealth that they've amassed is... and, and it, from their perspective, we could call it capital, right? The amount of capital that they've amassed is so far out of uh, – uh, uh, is so yeah. not commensurate. Is, is Yeah, it's so disproportionate to the core profitable business that they've built because True. they've gone and said to the market, look, we're not just interested in building more electric cars forever or better and better search or better and better social networking. We want to create an entire virtual world. We want to create uh, a, a future where they' you know, the physical movement of objects no longer requires humans. We want to create a future where I don't know what Google's idea of the future is, but uh, it, but you get you get the point that they they have to they're futurists, right? They, they have to sell a vision of the future. and I think that the outcome of this will be, Basically, if these companies capitulate and say, you know, we're going to go back to our core business, we're going to go back to selling ads, we're going to go back to just doing search and getting, you know, commissions, we're just going to go back to, you know, uh, you know, just making better cars and competing with Ford. If they just go back to that, uh, then I think where we're at is a situation where there's a collective loss of a social vision of the future where like. Who's making the equivalent of like 2001 the film today? It's and if they do it it's going to be uh a future that's like a nightmare. Right? Well, like it's it, like black it mirror, right? Yeah, so I just or yeah, or like a Children of Men. Like there's no yeah. it's a like who is excited about 2040 and what that could bring? <laughs> you know, who's sitting around going, "Oh man, what's 2040 going to be like other than I'm, you know, I'm more bankrupt than I was in 2022. <laughs> Shit's gotten worse. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that that's the the well, the, the real. That's sort of. I don't care about short term effects of downturn. We've been through those things. I don't well,
2: know. no, but I don't think it's just going to be just another downturn. This, I, I think it's it's a it's going to be a, a more impactful sort of shrinkage, um, and well, more permanent. For, th-
1: for that, um, I hear like the optimist. The optimist uh would say like so just speaking from tech not not to imply that's the end all just because it's what i know and i know very little um this is this churn right this this trimming of headcount right which was bolstered artificially in the last 10 years because headcount was a metric for success at all levels of uh, all levels of the industry, so literally startups were valued, companies were valued based on how big your headcount was. Yeah, uh, when you get money, you are yeah. mandated to grow your 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 headcount at a at a rates not set by you. The big companies were invested in har- basically harvesting up all the talent. So basically hiring like a graduating class at, of, a, of a fancy school at a time just to simply lock in the talent. It's less costly to simply pay those salaries and keep them in adult daycare um, than it is to allow them just to run amok, possibly build a competitor that takes them down or take that talent and go help a, comp- a direct competitor, right. Right. a peer yep. competitor, yep. beat yep. them. So mm-hmm. this is how these headcounts got extremely bloated. It's on you expensive if they, you they, drain the Kool on that. Yeah. Bidding wars. So this is just the sign of excess um in this company. So the optimist would say, okay, in a downturn like this, then what you're doing is you're cutting loose all this talent, right? So now they can actually uh the 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 dude with 14 liters of blood in his body, let's go back to that. Uh that's all pool in his feet. You're letting blood circulate through the system a little bit more, right? You drain some off, drain the the liters that he doesn't need and let the blood that he does need circulate to where it needs to go. Um, I'm not. So, you know, you're going to see new companies come out of this. You're going to see the next uh, you're going to see the next wave of, of companies that may that may gain traction and may become, you know, institutional in our daily lives coming out of a downturn like this. The pessimist in me says, no, this this talent was a, a lot. of It was just garbage.
2: Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, if you, So for the that that blood analogy, right, a lot of that blood just pooled and coagulated and can't flow anymore. It's garbage. So yeah. it's like the garbage that was cut, what are they going to make? They're going to make another app that can tell a banana from a hot dog? Like wh- what are they going to do?
1: Yeah, so I'm not so uh, so there's two schools of the, in the end something new will come, like this the same five companies that we canonize today at the top of the tech industry are not going to be the same 10 years from now. Nor should they. Nobody should be invested in seeing Google be a forever monopoly on, on whatever it, it chooses to monopolize, right. right? Even the hallowed Apple, their day will come too. Uh, and it's most likely that their competitor, the, the, the competitor that will take them down, is born right now in a t- or in a time like this, right? Uh, the pessimist in me says, no, we're just too fucking gone. We don't have a culture like that to foster that kind of shit anymore. Like, uh, like the all-in guys, they're they're basically money guys. Um, they talk about, you know, they occasionally will mention, and I, I, I couldn't believe the number, so I like kind of went and looked for myself. It's apparently true. Uh, VCs uh, are sitting on like 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 seven hundred billion dollars <laughs> in capital that's how much that they have uh that not all of it is deployable capital but they at least have that promise like the total that they could potentially deploy uh through all if all the aggregate funds put together is about 700 billion dollars that is market making that is it'll be it's we talk about the market as some like depersonalized uh superpower um that just kind of moves us all. It's kind of like the Holy Spirit of capitalism. Mm -hmm. But if you have an entity that has $700 billion at its disposal, now they are going to decide what the hell happens from here on out. Mm -hmm. And as we've seen, these are are not exactly the most enlightened people in the room. Uh, And I don't imagine that other industries critical to the functioning of this country are headed by people of much higher intellectual caliber, honestly. So I'm not that optimistic about it.
0: optimistic about what about
1: uh, um, the,
0: the future of tech or
1: uh, the growth potential of the United States the development capacity of the United States and I don't really even think that the future like some future some dazzling future is actually a thing to be desired a, a, like a a vision of the a promise of the future that is sold to me I don't want that anymore i don't I don't think well, what that's do a you good- want. Well, it's time Just to get to the, the basics. No, what no, but I'm what saying if the is, the future
0: is that I think. I think the problem is that we we can't converge on uh, a common social idea of the future. Where I think that things like Challenger or whatever, like I think, gave a, a temporary illusion that we had mm-hmm. a a collective vision of that future. I, I don't think we really did, but I think enough people that mattered were on board with this that uh we just went ahead with it and it, it more or less worked. But I think, you know, the the vision of the future should include um you know better like just a like uh you know kind of what we used to call the American dream or which now is called the Chinese dream, I guess. Which is um, you know, a really attractive idea of what a regular middle class life would be. If you go back to like the 50s and 60s, there was a lot of innovation and marketing around what the household of the future would look like. I mean, it was still stuck in the social grammar of the day. And the woman, the man still left in the morning and the woman stayed home and vacuumed, but she had a new vacuum cleaner. And they had a brand new shiny car and their kitchen was full of new space age gadgets. And You know, she would get, she would have a nice long distance telephone call with her sister, you know, that, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that. I mean, we
1: got that. It's just that the woman goes off to work too. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You got the Dyson, you got a new, you got a, you got a brand new Dyson every year, but health insurance sucks up a third of your paycheck. The mortgage
0: you know, the third up is another, rent. another yeah. third, yeah. But for a few, you know, for a decade or two there, I mean, there really was a huge explosion in growth. And these promises were not amazing. They were realistic and they were largely delivered upon. I mean, and I think okay, that so made people happy. And team, now so I don't you, think we have Are that. you
1: criticizing like the nature of that promise itself as somehow flawed? Or are you criticizing our collective inability to manifest that?
0: I'm saying that not only can we not manifest that anymore um but that we can't even agree on what a good what that I vision would be.
1: I think we can.
0: I don't think we have. I think we can, but I don't think we have. I
1: think we can articulate it. Like what?
0: Um I'm, I'm trying to I'm struggling to to come up I with I
1: mean it. getting back to basics honestly. Okay. Patch up the patch up the roads, health healthcare access, food. <laughs> High quality food. We which we absolutely can deliver, we just don't. A lot of this stuff has already been built. It's a question of distribution and access, not a it's not a it's no longer a technological problem. It's strictly policy. It's I political think- will.
0: I think what's missing, though, is the softer aspects of that, which is an actual aesthetic vision for the future, like like an idea of what it would feel like, an idea of like almost being there. And this is the world you're about to step into. And it's great. And that I think that that sort of like tangible nature of this vision of the future, this idea that it's within our grasp. We're almost there. And, you know, like the like the focus on um the way like star architects in the past would focus on middle class suburban tract housing mm-hmm. and this development of you know a new low cost but highly attractive uh suburban housing for people to move
1: into oh i get it and now it's uh now it's house flippers on eight, on uh on cable tv
0: yeah. Or, yeah. Or, and star architects have no, have no interest in this stuff. You know, they're, no. they're just. Now they're, it's, no, all they're doing fancy single days. family
1: homes. No, no they're, yeah. they're
0: building, you know, giant mega projects like, yeah. you know, a stadium in Qatar or something like that. Right. But like, yeah. but, but but you see what I'm saying? Like that, that's sort of that the, the, the sense of like, you know, a good life awaits you. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds ominous. I know that sounds like that little blimp that floats around in Blade Runner, uh, trying to get you to get off world. Um, but the yeah, I think this this really like the sense that there is a, a really nice, good future, a sustainable future, a vision of the future that you can agree on to say, okay, I will work hard in exchange for this. This is worth it, and not just in abstract terms like. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have better social so, uh, social safety nets. We're gonna put more money into social. Pro- no, but like honestly, what is it gonna look like? Where am I gonna live? What What's the size of my house?
1: Like, I think the how, closest how we got to work? that is that map of a high speed transcontinental high speed rail <laughs> that that goes around Twitter every once in a while. Yeah, I think that that, that shit inspired me.
0: yeah yeah, exactly like the idea like 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 really like workable visions of like what mass transit what mass transportation is going to look like that that's as close
1: as i can figure to what what we have now for a vision of the future
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i think that the massive investments in tech did yield us some really neat stuff but i mean honestly around the home it's like what is it your smart home speaker your PC, maybe you like your phone and your tablet. I mean, I don't. I mean, not, not, I yeah.
2: man, I mean, not microwave really.
0: is the highest tech thing that was ever invented for the, for,
2: the, for the kitchen. I mean, what else has there been? An
1: egg that records your conversations for the police. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah.
2: Honestly, it's like the, there's the microwave, and then what other appliance has been invented for the air fryer, dude?
1: That shit <laughs> is amazing
2: i guess but Whoever, how many people have an air fryer versus a microwave i don't know
1: i think anyway. it's gonna get up there i i barely use my microwave anymore In- to be instant honest.
0: pot i think instant pot maybe is mm-hmm. the... yeah.
1: yeah i think so, a, i think
0: a lot of that you know the what is it called the um uh what 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 does he call it the, that mark fisher guy or someone was calling it capitalist realism yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like some uh, hauntology or something like the oh. loss of the f- I, I never really quite understood Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it reminds, like, what I've what I'm starting to sense maybe is uh, maybe along the lines of what he was feeling like this this sort of like, like like, honestly, who dreams about the future anymore? People worry about the future. I don't think they dream about the future
1: anymore. I do. Do you really? What do you dream about? Like, what, what does the real world look like? That's the so- downfall, the downfall of Facebook, for one.
0: Uh, That's a the dream. blood of
1: my enemies.
0: You, 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 you dream about destruction and creative destruction.
1: I want, I want a reset. Mm. Oh shit! Okay. I know the great reset is a kind of a is kind of a thing floating around. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm. Ta- yeah. I, I am saying like I spend a lot of time, uh, like I, I, I read a lot of history these days. Right. Mm.
2: Um, Never a bad idea. And-
1: my uh my my overarching question here is how did we get to where we are today um can i trace back can i pinpoint where it started to go wrong where what i think is wrong about today can i pinpoint where that started Mm -hmm. um and then trace you know basically do what i can to you know trace trace the stack back uh and see what i can so um my vision of the future kind of does involve a reset to certain points in the past where I think things were better and maybe forks in the road that pre- that presented themselves at those times. And I feel like sometimes we took the wrong fork. Take
0: the wrong path. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I-, I agree. I think a lot of sure. our dreaming and our fantasy is actually backwards looking now.
1: It is back We, we back don't. That's, sure. that's, that's the sure. thing I noticed. Stolen we're- future. It's, it's, yeah. it, I think we're living a sense that that our present was kind of was a future that was stolen from us before we had a, a say in the matter. Yeah.
2: yeah. But even a lot of the futurism I see in it's something like video games, it's a lot of like back to the future futurism. So mm-hmm. like Cyberpunk 2077. That's not some a new idea. That's a, that's like an old idea, right? Like an old vision of what the future would be, and I think when that when that uh, came out in like the '80s, he was thinking that it was like going to be 2019 or something um, was when it was set, I think originally. Um, so I was yeah.
0: watching this movie called Paris, Texas, which is pretty famous among uh, Criterion people, I guess. <laughs> which is going to be going down. The <laughs> yeah, and so. Um, and uh a wonderful movie. It takes it's made in 1984, and it's a present day movie. It takes place in 1984, thereabouts. So I would have been six years old, around the same age as the kid that's like one of the main characters in the movie. And nothing really about the movie other than like it made me like super nostalgic for the 80s. And the way just like the characters on screen were just like so much. More human to me, and less distracted, and less just jaded and technified as they are today. Less self-conscious, and just more like in touch with you know just being a person. Like <laughs> hard to explain, but just the way the characters mm-hmm. talk to each other, the way that you know the 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 you know the the spouses and siblings and parents talk to each other. I was like, man, I think people cared about each other more in the eighties. Like it was a more human time. I don't know. This could be mm. totally retroactively, you know, repainting what that era, era was like, but as a six year old in the eighties, compared to like a you know a middle aged guy in 2022. Um, I do fantasize about the past. And
1: you actually do would more. have some memories of the eighties.
0: Oh, yeah. For, for, well, I remember nineteen eighty four very clearly.
1: I remember, oh, uh, yeah, I
0: remember what the you know. I remember going to Seven Eleven and what mm-hmm. the what the guy there was like. I remember going to the Errols and renting videos, and dang, I remember the video games that were going on in the 1990. I remember the type. the Mets. My form
1: of trajectory is uh, watching the blockbuster up the street yes. turn <laughs> blockbuster turned into a Chase Bank. And then turned into a CVS. It just got sadder and sadder, <laughs> sadder and, and sadder. sadder. I remember yeah.
2: growing up where there was like three or f- there were at least two independent video stores in my like within a twenty minute drive of me, and there was definitely a blockbuster, of course. But there were like little little video stores. Um,
1: the 80s were a pretty pretty pivotal time. I don't think it's a mistake that a lot of people are are, are like fixating on that particular On that era, era
0: yeah. yeah. On yeah. that
1: era. Like just reading through the history, a lot of forks in the road happened in the 80s. Maybe um,
0: we took um, the wrong turn.
1: I think there I mean, was a mega turn sp- that
0: we took in the 80s that yep. got us here and now we're like if we're to back out, maybe we got to go all the way back in back to the future. We got to go back to the future, guys.
1: Yeah, I we think gotta, that, like, we got to go back it, to the don't need, We don't make need sure a that the addition. right people fucking
0: and, and and the wrong people don't get together.
1: Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. That's what that's I have my hit happen. list. If I, yeah. you know, I have that hit list ready to go in case I stumble upon. When, when time was uh, Zuckerberg born?
2: Eighty. 80, Probably eighty. 80 we gotta, yeah, gotta send a John Conner yeah, back to stop Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, not even. Don't even wait till he's born. Just prevent. Just like uh, in Back to the Future, literally, like he has to try to get his parents together. We do the opposite.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've yeah. gotta, we've got to, we've got to put an end to Microsoft. Like that can't happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like Microsoft Windows can't happen. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it just can't happen
1: like the guy that uh s- sold uh bill gates the code that he don't flipped. do it man don't do it just be like you should <laughs> you show the fuck up to this meeting or i will set your fucking plane on fire you piece of shit <laughs> right? you, do- you are Fight. not getting <laughs> that's hey, Seriously, hey, it- he blew off that meeting because he wanted to go fly his plane are you serious that's that's the story man yeah man, it, uh, like, but, see uh, it, so many little forks in the road like that right. right and you can Absolutely. kind of see this like this future kind of like 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 a fractal just splitting in front of you
0: I, I swear like, if you if you go back to the late 70s and 80s and watch the films of that period it really does feel like we had the potential to become a much better society than we are now. It, it, I don't sad. think
1: we need a We don't need a new vision of the future. The old one worked just fine. It's a, it's an articulation of what uh, of what an average American would need, would need to to live a full life. And then a healthy dose of what they would want to have to have some semblance of an actualized life. Okay, that works for me.
0: Here's a proposal. And you know who I think would be on board with this? Eliza would be on board with this. OK, instead of us reinventing a time machine and sending a single John Connor back to fix the future.
2: Hmm.
0: Let's just, let's just all agree that it is in fact, 1985 right now, right? Like we will just all collectively stipulate that it is now 1985 and all technologies and knowledge that was accumulated post 1985 shall be destroyed.
1: I know so many people who would be down for that. Wasn't
0: there a whole movement called the Luddites that was trying to do that back? <laughs> like, yes, but thousands not old, of years just ago. to 1985. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am and you cool, know what? I think a lot, so so people, a lot of people, a lot of these retro gamers, a lot of these retro people, yes, absolutely. A lot of, that's what far. they're really saying. Let's do this. Let's go back. Let's I mean, go there's back a lot to the like,
1: era of the mall. Let's, let's go back in to independent Game enough, in like, like the
2: like get device, little
1: electronic chefs, and you know what? A lot of they're all based in Shenzhen, China. Huge shout out to those guys there, keeping keep, basically keeping the indie indie programming uh, scene alive. And hardware, it's on life hardware, support. hardware, hardware. hardware yeah, like That's... I I was looking at a couple of devices today. They look like they look like OG Blackberries. <laughs> they're like they're like full so on. fascinating yeah bring back LTE.
0: bring back um, buttons or our innovation is to figure out a way to resurrect old tech you know what i mean yeah like yeah y- y-
1: because that's, a, not see, that's a know, to-
0: playing vinyl records yeah and you know what's so He's funny about that. these people is you know, like
1: I, you not only do that they- shit.
0: Not only do they go back to the era of vinyl records, but then when they reset themselves to the era of vinyl records, time continues to tick forward, and then they will get to cassette tapes, and then now there's a resurgence <laughs> in compact discs. For these people, compact discs just got released. Their, their <laughs> minds are blown. Like, how happy are these little audio hipster people, these music hipsters? The way because it should it's be, effectively honestly- time-traveled. I say let's do all of let's let's move all of society back to 1985, and I think that we let's just start over. We'll just stipulate everything. We'll will 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 do the cars 85 style. One start of the, worst. the
1: petition. I would sign it. I'd be the Hell first yeah. person. To sign. I'll sign it twice, man.
0: This is the only way
1: seriously and this is the way collectively we, 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 just, we are doing this people of a certain age who are who are young enough to to kind of feel the weight of the thing that the future that was stolen from us we're all doing that well
2: i mean Which a lot a huge uh, like, talking about gaming right like i i have to think that a huge part of the people who love these indie like sort of 16-bit 8-bit um that sort of retro gaming style and also just the kind of game and gameplay they're all young, right? It's not just like the old people like uh, like me who are into it. It's like young kids, you know? Um yeah. they and they see it weren't yeah, even alive, like, hey, they, they weren't alive, cool. right? But they see yeah. it and they're like, This is game these games are fun. Um
1: there's a humanity so. to that whole scene that cannot be crushed. Yeah. That's one and of they're the transitions. Also not right? to the, the, AAA the transition studios. between like part of the process of deregulating and privatizing is the transformation of a citizen to a consumer. True. Right, we are only consumers to a to a that's we're an ag, we're an we're just consumers to various corporations that we we owe fealty to these days. We don't have the rights and the full uh, the fullness of humanity that a citizen gets. These little acts these are little acts of rebellion against that. Uh, like these are, you're never going to crush the human spirit and you're never going to crush human creativity, right? Like gaming, a lot of like programming tech, a lot of it is sold to you as a, as it's presented to you as a product for you to consume. Even if it's a, even if there's a layer of interactivity, that's meant to condition you to think that you're actually involved in the creative process or the generative process here, you know, it works for a while, but it doesn't last forever. People catch on. People want to own the thing that they have paid money for and they want to be able to yep. to create. Repair. Yeah, to create on it. And that yep. instinct is never going to get crushed out. So, you know, if I'm going to be an optimist, that's what I'm putting my money on. That people will remain people. And there's only so much that the, that the, that the brainwashing or the sedation uh, will get us.
2: And, and I'll say this. We mentioned David Graeber before and um, I know that uh, I need to reread his late, his posthum his the book that was published posthumously. Um, the uh, oh, what's it called again? Um, oh my gosh, I'll find it right now. But basically, that book, um, "The Dawn of Everything." Um, it's actually a very hopeful book, right? Because basically, he's saying that we're, as you said, Jess, like the human spirit and our Infinite capacity to adapt and to change, and to do it uh, like willingly, like to do it deliberately, for um, free, right? For free, just be you know. And all of these things have ha, ha, have happened before, and they'll happen again. Uh, and we'll, we're able to do this. Um, it might not happen for us in our lifetime, um, and sometimes it, there's a very there's a period of transition that's long and tough tough but in the long run we're you know we're gonna be better or it's gonna it's gonna
0: be better because the pinnacle of what we've built is is fucking google pm vlogging i agree and And i don't care about your almond milk matcha fucking latte i don't care i I don't (laughs) care that there is a section in google that Reminds you of Louisiana because they have like little alligator. Why do you watch there. these things? I've heard about it and I don't want to watch it because I know it will just infuriate Like me. there's nothing about the. Let's just face it. The present time sucks. It does. And even the best, most fortunate people, it sucks. There's nothing attractive about it. Yeah. I got it. I hate. I, I maybe I'm super doomer about this, but it was better before. It was better. And we took a wrong turn. We did. Jess, you're See? totally right. Yeah. We took a wrong turn, and it was a way back. We got to go way back. I don't think David Graber died. I think went back in time he was like, i hope
2: so i hope <laughs> i hope that he went back in time yeah. and he's having a better life yeah. whatever whatever branch off of the timeline he went to
1: whatever you know, year God he speech. is in i yeah. want i want i want to be right there yeah
2: godspeed he deserves it.
1: it we it should actually better,
2: talk about that book at some point if movies I were read better so. i gotta read it i have i have a copy yeah yeah i i did the audiobook i, I might pick mm-hmm. up a copy and actually read it
1: in yeah i'm so- it's just, it just guts me that that's his last book. Like, there's never going to be another David Graber. That's a book, long one. So like, unless so. we go
0: back to whatever year he went <laughs> that's to, and then we get, and then true. we can see young it's, David Graber writing books. Like, well, it's, it's, you know,
1: well, well, then are we going to have to like look through like, like used bookstores to find vintage copies of the thing that he published back in like 1935 or something?
0: Can you imagine uh, if we found that shit and then
1: I would flip my shit? Yeah. Um, yeah. But speaking of, I should, I should get going.
0: That was a really good conversation, guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And girls, all right. Uh, I actually feel a lot better because I realized I can just go and dream about the '80s when I go to bed. Yeah, make me feel. Better. I'm
1: gonna be. I'm gonna be in 1977.
0: All right, awesome. All right, <laughs> all right. Thanks for see listening, you. everyone. We'll right. See you next week. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.